we're going to start the show today by talking about how the amount of time many of us spend on laptops, devices, and tablets has really increased since the start of the pandemic, especially for kids and teens, and how we can find a little more balance when it comes to your life and your tech. And uh, joining us in studio, Amanda, is Dr. Jenny Radeski. That's right, Ryan. It's a big question for a lot of people right now, especially those parents and caregivers who are trying to educate and entertain their kids with schools closed. But how much screen time is too much is not a new conversation. However, you add a pandemic into the mix that forces a global quarantine and that discussion becomes a lot more complex. The Internet has been a vital tool for people to connect for a very long time. But for a lot of people, it's now become the main way to socialize with anyone outside of your immediate family. So is all of the screen time okay? We know parental duties have amplified. People are working from home a lot more. We're going to check in right now with Dr. Jenny Rudezki. She's a pediatrician who specializes in youth development and digital media at U of M's CS Mott Children's Hospital. And we'd also like you to be part of this conversation, too. If you've been having concerns about your own or your child's screen time and you're wondering how to find balance, give us a call at 313-577-1019. Dr. Rudezki, welcome to Culture Shift. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Oh, so glad to have you here today. So, Dr. Jenny, we are going to uh, talk about how much screen time people need, how to find balance between tech and life. So we know uh, life has gone undergone a massive shift on so many levels in just a matter of months, and it can still be really hard to process how we're experiencing it. So I just want to ask off, uh, start off asking if you're concerned with how much more time people are spending on their laptops and devices. I'd say I'd reframe that as my main concern is how families are coping um, emotionally or through their relationships right now, because this is such an unprecedented amount of stress that families are having. So it may be due to school closures or losing a job or being a frontline worker and needing to, you know, scramble to adjust to this new normal. And I want families to think of this time as being Uh, you know, a time of of low-grade to high-grade stress and even trauma. So so thinking about what do we need right now as humans and as families to cope and even grow through this experience, and then then think of how we're using technology and screens to be, is it meeting those needs or is it distracting us from the process of coping? So, you know, screen time is one easy and very simple way to think about technology use, but it doesn't capture everything. And it may actually have us ignore some of the really important components to be thinking about right now. So it's fine to set time limits and, you know, think of things like, okay, kids, you guys can watch four episodes of that and then we're turning it off. You know, so so that sort of time-based thinking is still fine. But I'd love to get at some of the issues around content and how that makes us feel, um, how we're using media together as a family rather than letting it separate us or letting us just dive into a rabbit hole to try to escape from our stresses. And we're looking for you to join the conversation. 313-577-1019. How are you handling the amount of screen time that you or your family is having? 313-577-109. Join the conversation right now. We are talking to Dr. Jenny Rudeski. So uh, when you talk about how to find whether uh, your tech is helping and increasing your life quality or decreasing it, Dr. Jenny, what kind of things are you looking at? Well, um, so think about it this way. I think 
the use of video chat uh, is such a great example. It's been a way that families have always been able to connect with distant loved ones or, or military families that are deployed. But right now, we're using it even just to talk to our neighbors who might be, you know, down the street. So using video chat on a regular basis or just phone calls to check in with folks that you're worried about, to just have a regular way to connect and share your emotional experiences, because this is a way that technology is supporting our relationships. And relationships are how we get our emotions out. It's how we think through stresses, get new ideas of how to cope. I mean, even just a little bit of, you know, hey, show me what your garden looks like right now, or, you know, show me what sort of ridiculous things you're doing with your kids to try to keep them occupied is a good way to feel um, like you're not alone, like you're not as isolated as we all physically feel right now. Um, Another way to think about it is when your kids are wound up, and a lot of kids are right now, they are sensing that the grown-ups are worried or they're stressed, and I'm hearing a lot from patients um, and families I know that kids are a little bit more agitated, they're reacting faster, they may be more anxious, they may not be sleeping well. So here's a time to not just let them get whatever they want to watch on YouTube or on any streaming video. This would be a time to be really choosy. So look up, um, so you can use Common Sense Media, which is a free nonprofit website that rates different media use. They actually started a new website called WideOpenSchool.org, where they kind of classify really vetted positive content by age and by what purpose you want. I've been sending a lot of my patients to one of their emotional well-being sites because you can find mindfulness videos, you can find, you know, which episodes of Daniel Tiger or Arthur or other sort of positive content get at some of the stresses that kids are going through right now. And kids do learn from positive media. So this is a time to not just, you know, let them watch whatever shows up on their feed, but really try to be choosy. Well, we know that uh, talking about digital use among kids especially is something that's been under scrutiny for years now. But can we go into detail about what's really psychologically and developmentally at stake? Because when you talk about uh, forming better relationships through tech with kids and teens, this is the time that they are forming how uh, how relationships work, how they they think they're going to be for a long time to come. So what is at stake for parents? Yeah, I think you're right to highlight that we've always had concerns about what media use is displacing because there's so much of modern media that is designed to be really entertaining and frictionless and to just carry us along into, you know, the next round of binge watching. So we have to be aware of when we're getting drawn into that and when it's displacing other things we need. So in little kids, we research has shown that the more time the TV is on or the more time they're using mobile devices, the less parent-child conversation there is or fewer words that little kids hear. And that's important because words are how kids build language. Um, They they listen, they process uh, what their parents are saying and the stories that people are telling. But it's also the way that they, um, you know, cope emotionally or make sense of the world. You know, when we tell our kids, that, you know, the people in supermarkets and the people, you know, stocking the shelves with face masks in hospitals are heroes, they make sense of this crisis with a bit more of a positive frame of, wow, look how people rose to the occasion. And if they're just hearing us, you know, um, act scared or, you know, listening to the news uh, in a way that, that we're not explaining to them what's going on, 
um, we could be displacing these moments to help them understand and help them make sense of it. So there's displacement. There's also, you know, media itself can have scary um, effects on kids. It can, you know, there's plenty. My my research team has been analyzing kids' YouTube content right now. And there's, like, not so many great role models on, on a lot of YouTube content. So you may have your kids using that's your language or demanding more candy or more stuff just based on what they're seeing the characters in their media do. Um, So I'd say this is um, a time to just be aware that kids do respond to media in both positive and negative ways, and this is a good time to shift more to the positive content and to know when to turn it off. We have to preserve some time to dance together or cook together or sit and talk about how stressed out we are because that is how families heal and how families cope. Um, and it's harder to do when you're all sitting around a screen, although you can. I mean, yesterday was May the 4th, and so I'm sure plenty of families were sitting around watching some Star Wars and other kind of content that they really enjoy and helps them relax. We're talking to Dr. Jenny Rudesky. She is a pediatrician who specializes in youth development and digital media at U of M CS Mott Children's Hospital. You can join the conversation at 313-577-1019. Do you, are you concerned with how much more screen time you might be spending? Or are you concerned with how to set parameters between and make that balance between your tech and your life? Give us a call at 313-577-1019. Dr. Jenny, you talk a lot about content looking at the the context of that content and how screen time is certainly something to monitor, but what people are actually watching is even more important. And I'm curious, in the mind of a child and also in the mind of a teenager, are they ranking where they're hearing things from? And, And what I mean by that, if they hear something from a character on television, is that just as powerful as something they would hear from their parents' mouth? Oh, that's a great question. And it depends on how much that child has built what's called a parasocial relationship with that character. So this is why why social media influencers actually influence, because they kind of create this um, electronic mediated uh, relationship with their viewers. They act very much like, I'm thinking about you, I'm talking to you. Now with little kids, they develop these parasocial relationships with Elmo and with Daniel Tiger and with the characters that they love and that they watch all the time. And research shows that kids trust those characters more. They have a little bit more magical thinking about them, and they're more likely to do what that character says. Um, So in some of my research, we've been playing kids' apps, and we found that um, some of the apps had characters like Strawberry Shortcake trying to encourage kids to make in-app purchases. And we felt that that was unethical because kids really do care about these characters. I wouldn't say that it's necessarily as much as a parent, and that, of course, depends on the child's developmental stage. Um, But certainly kids can be influenced either around their purchasing behaviors, um, their ideas, um, and they can be influenced in positive ways, too, that if they see one of their trusted characters um, talking about mental health in a really appropriate way or, you know, coping in a positive way, uh, that's, a, that's a nice, um, you know, role modeling to follow. I will just add here, though, that they do watch us as parents, too. We are really important role models right now, and uh, it's, it's really hard. I know I'm working from home. I'm constantly on my computer, and it does help if we as parents know when to turn it off, too. Right, So if you can schedule little breaks for yourself in the day, if you can shorten some of your meetings from, say, 
30 minutes to 20 minutes and just cover all that you can, um, then go take that break and go check in with your child, go have a snack together, go walk outside, right? Those are ways that we as uh, parents role model to children that we, you know, have control over our technology use too. Dr. Denny, one last question. For you yourself, you just you talked about how to schedule breaks. Uh, is there a specific number, specific number of minutes or hours that you should be taking away from your uh, technology during the day? So that's going to be really individual. And, um, I, you know, one message I want parents to hear right now is there is no perfect way to do this. I don't want parents to feel guilty because, first of all, parents are basically saving lives by keeping their kids home and working from home. So there should be no guilt, and I would love um, instead for there to feel a sense of empowerment, like, okay, how are we going to get our family to have a healthy relationship with technology, especially right now while we are relying on it so much? Um, Number two is there are some families who are really low-tech, and they prefer to do lots of hands-on activities, lots of outdoors, and to them... I'd encourage, you know, it's fine to add an hour or two of media use to your child's, you know, daily diet, and that's fine. Don't feel guilty about that if you need time to, you know, go do something else. For families, where if you've worked really hard to create technology limits because your child is kind of obsessed with certain video games or you battle over it all the time, then, then keep things the same and maybe try to advocate with your work that you work less during the day and add on a few hours in the evening, or that you have a little bit more of a modified schedule. I think that um, there's, uh, I've heard some people say, you know, after about 20 to 45 minutes, it's good to refresh your head by taking a break, getting a drink of water, checking in with your kids. I find myself that I sometimes will schedule, you know, an hour or two where we can just go build Legos or we can take a walk outside. And I find I'm a more efficient worker and thinker when I'm not just on the screen for hours and hours at a time. So I'd love for parents to reflect upon, you know, when do I need that little refresher? Dr. Jenny Rodeski is a pediatrician who specializes in youth development and digital media at U of M CS Mott Children's Hospital. Thank you so much, Dr. Jenny, for joining Culture Shift today. Thank you so much for having me. You are listening to Culture Shift here on 1019 WDET. We've got the roundup coming in just a few minutes here on the show. It's also Giving Tuesday. You can support your favorite local radio station by going online to WDET.org. Make a gift in any amount that's right for you. And also, we're looking for you to name a local hero. We'll be reading those names a little bit later here in the show. It's 1019 WDET. 